0: So how does Mike Tomlin really feel about the job that Ben Roethlisberger is doing? It's becoming at least a little bit clearer, isn't it? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates year-round right where you found this. Tomlin's press conferences every Tuesday, tend to be almost exclusively pointed toward the next game. That's how he thinks, and that's how he rolls with these sessions. And sure enough, this one opened up with all of the obligatory praise for the Broncos and what kind of challenges the Steelers will face when those teams meet Sunday at Heinz Field. But there was a lot of Ben. There was a lot of Ben. And while the Ben subject was driven by reporters, Tomlin still always has a way and the right to steer the conversation wherever he wants because he's the one answering the questions. So he could just say, he could just say, listen, you know, (laughs) you're talking about Ben Roethlisberger here. I'm not interested. What else you got? He can do that. He can do that. He's not on trial. He's not wearing an orange jumpsuit. He doesn't have to answer anything that we ask. But he did. He did. He took on multiple questions about his 18th year Canton-bound franchise quarterback and thus, at least as I see it, granted credibility to the line of questioning. One of them was whether or not he sees Ben as being the right quarterback
1: for this offense. Absolutely. Um, you know, what he does and what he's done um, makes me really comfortable in saying that.
0: Another one was about those fourth down plays and whether or not there was, you know, something more than what the quarterback saw and chose.
1: You know, there, there were other eligibles beyond the line to gain. And so, yes, I had a great deal of confidence uh, in the plays that were called, obviously, We'd like the outcome to be different. But, yes, I felt good about them. Uh, no, I didn't feel good about the result of them, and and so we'll roll the ball out and, and, and work again for preparation in those moments this week.
0: Another was about whether the quarterback has an issue
1: technically or mechanically. Ben used to be able to run really good uh, when he was young. Uh, those days are behind him. Other than that, um, I don't see much that, that that's not a discussion in terms of technical alterations or or quality of play that, that can be improved.
0: And yet another was about the criticism that's coming the Steelers' way, specifically aimed at the quarterback.
1: You know, I think Ben and I have been at our jobs long enough that we know and understand what comes with it. We love Pittsburgh P.A., We love Steeler Nation and appreciate the passion that they have, and we understand the responsibilities that come with our roles. Him being a quarterback, me being a head coach, oftentimes we get too much credit when things are going well, and we're always ready to absorb the negativity of our positions when things aren't going well. That's just life for us. Now I'm going to repeat. He could say he doesn't want to answer
0: any of these questions. He could drop all of this by saying, listen, guys, he's Ben Roethlisberger, okay? What else you got today? He could have done that. He's the one answering the questions, and he is 100% free to answer them any which way he chooses. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, whether it's a flexible hybrid format. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. He could have told us to go pound salt. He's done it before on issues that were infinitely less important than this one. But he didn't. He didn't. Heck, I almost forgot he was asked about his confidence level in Mason Rudolph if Ben isn't able to go on Sunday because of the hip injury that Tomlin had revealed early in the session.
1: Man, I have a lot of confidence in Mason. We've called on Mason in the past, and, and he's been able to play winning football for us. I think it's reasonable to expect that to 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 not only continue but to improve. Uh, I know he clocks in here every day with an attitude geared toward getting better and being that guy when called upon.
0: Again, a million different ways to answer that. You know how I feel about Mason. Guys, you've asked me about this a million times. He chose this route. I'm not getting conspiratorial here, mind you. Heaven knows there's enough of that that manages to work its way around the nation. I mean, we're talking seriously here about a fan base that's so into this, that's so into this team that there have been all kinds of theories posited about the visceral connection that exists between Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers because they made eye contact after a play Sunday in Green Bay. But, as Tomlin acknowledged, he and Ben have been here before. To an extent, to an extent... Ben hasn't been good. I've been consistent in saying that all along. I've also stressed that there have been other factors that have led to it. Both things, believe it or not, can be true. There does not need to be a singular point of blame for everything that happens, especially not in something like team sports. Ben's numbers alone, and I'm just talking about surface numbers, not the advanced information that's available really to everyone, but especially, especially to coaches on the inside where they collect their own data. And really, they have stuff that no one else can have because they know what's supposed to happen with every individual on every play. And even the most brilliant football mind on the outside can't know that. So they know. They know that even if the offensive line is messing up here, even if they expected Juju Smith-Schuster to catch one or both of those deep balls, even if Matt Canada's play calling is crap, they also will be able to know better than anyone else to what extent the quarterback is holding things up. They'll know that. And if there was a strong case to be made in favor of Ben being utterly blameless in the Steelers' own eyes, this is where it would have been made. The head coach can just say, listen, there's a lot of different things impacting him. You know, you guys don't know everything. We do. We see the film. We also know about various injuries and various personnel situations And in fairness, he brought up a couple of those. But he also made it very clear that he's not satisfied with the quarterback's performance to date. And if you look at Ben's numbers, you do nothing but that. You do it with an ice-cold view, immune to everything that he's meant to Pittsburgh and the NFL and everything else over the past 18 years. This is a quarterback you would consider benching. And Tomlin's no dummy. When he walks into that room, he knows that's really all that's being asked of him in a zillion different ways, in ways that would actually get some kind of answer as opposed to just no and ending the dialogue. He could have ended this dialogue. He didn't. He didn't. When we come back, just one question. for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly and George. LGKG they represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who filed for workers comp, who need assistance with medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers. This is a real thing. Capital S, capital L for over 15 years. That means that they're among the top 5% of all attorneys in our commonwealth. Learn more at L.G.K.G. Com. Our J1Q today comes from Rachel, and she asks, What are the possible reasons Derek Watt and Pat Friermuth are not being utilized? Could they make a difference? Rachel, they could. And they were utilized at least a little bit Sunday in Green Bay. Uh, I know that when I saw Derek Watt come onto the field with the offense for a drive... I bumped Dale Lolly, our Steelers beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, and went, look, look, fullback. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know it's not going to last for more than a play, and it didn't. He, he blew through the right side of the line where the Steelers had been doing a lot of their running. He went to the next level, and he sealed off his guy, and it was a pretty nice gain for Najee. And then he was gone, and then that was the end of it. Steelers did do some better running. They really did against the Packers. We talked about this a lot on yesterday's show. Tomlin himself brought it up on his own, actually. Singled it out, as saying it was an area that he felt the team had really improved. It wasn't anything spectacular. Like I said yesterday, 16 carries for 62 yards, but they got something out of it. Maybe could have gotten more. Maybe could have gotten more. Being behind hurts, that sort of thing. Rachel, my answers on the fullback thing never vary. They don't believe in it. They can say that they do. They can even put $3 million in change per year into signing a player who's a fullback. And they can swear by him. But what they do means way more than what they say, to put it mildly. They don't believe in it. They don't believe in it. I don't know why. Maybe it's that they look around the rest of the league and don't see a whole lot of fullback usage. But every team has its own needs. This team very clearly needs a little extra help in plowing forward on the ground. Whatever. Friarmouth, though, that's the one that I, I He did not have a great day blocking. Let me let me start off with that in Green Bay. I don't believe that it's because the kid doesn't want to block. I don't think he's Eric Ebron Jr. in that regard. I think he just has a lot to learn about blocking in the NFL. In fact, it's not that I think that. I know that because I've heard that from the inside. And they're a little bit worried about that. and They're a little bit worried about if he goes out there, is he telegraphing what kind of play is coming? And more important, is he putting the quarterback... In jeopardy. If you ask me, there's got to be a way to get him involved because you need to reclaim the middle of the field. You need to start imposing your will against that high safety that the other teams are just planting there against you like a scarecrow. And the best way to do that is with a tight end who will fight for the football who will catch it and who might even get some extra yards out of it over the middle of the field. I hear you, Rachel. I know neither of these answers is anywhere near what you'd want to hear, but I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't understand everything they do, and I'm certainly not in a position to defend the things that they do that I don't agree with myself. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one.